Here's a, the opening sentence from an article written by our next guest. Quote, recent high price food price inflation has plagued many Canadian families, especially those on tight budgets. Statistics Canada reported in October that in-store food prices increased at a faster rate than the All Items Consumer Price Index for the 11th month in a row. This is the opening salvo in an article entitled High Food Prices Could Have Negative Long-Term Health Effects on Canadians. It's at theconversation.com. Its author is Professor Shahidul Islam, who is with the Department of Anthropology, Economics, and Political Science at Alberta's McEwen University. Professor Islam on the line this morning from Calgary. Good morning, sir, and welcome to our program. Thank you very much. Good morning to you as well. It's a pleasure to have you with us. This is a bit of an eye-popper of an article that you've written for us, Shahidul. And uh, talk to us a little bit about the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the essence of the article and, and the long-term health effects that you are most concerned with. It. I've entitled this conversation, sir, The Unintended Consequences of High Food Prices. That kind of, I think, summarizes what you're trying to say in your article. So let's talk about those long-term consequences okay uh, the long-term consequences you know if you look at the uh, first sentence that you just introduced there <clears throat> that um, this uh, food inflation is causing um, uh, havoc to the people particularly those who are in tight budgets you know so we, mm-hmm. have, we have to think about a, a, a few few things those who are in tight budgets and who are in tight budgets Typically, our low-income people, those who are relatively young people, or those who have fixed income, or those who are recent immigrants, or those who are uh, indigenous. You know, if if you think about all those people, those who are marginally income people, and once the food price increases so much and they cannot afford to buy sufficient nutritious food, what is going to be happening? They are going to get less food and think or, or lower quality food. And think about the younger generation. I, I quoted one study from Ontario High School Lunch Program. So if, for example, all these younger people, if they are not getting sufficient nutritious food, their mental development are not going to be happening the way that we expect. Mm-hmm. Their physical development are not going to happen the way that we expect. So what's going to be happening? You know, even though that's a, not, I'm not saying that it's going to be uh, the entire population, even though it's a smaller population, uh, being in a developed country, that's not actually expected. We expect our future generation to be nutritious and developed so that our today's children are, are actually our, our uh, tomorrow's um, leaders, tomorrow's adult people. So mm. that's what I'm, I'm saying, long-term effect. When I'm saying long-term effect, I'm not meaning like hundreds of years, but maybe 20, 30, 40 years, you know. That's, when today's that's, children are tomorrow's adults, in other words, right? Right, right exactly. That's, that's exactly it is, yes. Let me quote again from your article, Professor Islam, quote, a recent study from the Angus Reid Institute found nearly 60 percent of Canadians are struggling to provide food for their families. When they can afford to buy food, many cannot afford to buy enough 
or buy the food they want. And this is where you go in your article because they start to scrimp and cut corners. And in many cases, you'll see parents sacrificing their meals in order to feed their children. This is not a universal problem, but it's a significant enough that it's it's noteworthy to the point where those, those children and those families in that environment does have a, a, the possibility of a long-term negative consequence, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. Even, even if you look at the, the Dalhousie study, they, they studied 5,000 people, and, and they found that about a quarter of, of their respondents uh, reported that they have to cut back their food purses because of the high price of food. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, food is something that, you know, you can't actually compromise. You know, if you compromise, you are going to face the consequence. So that, yep, yep. that's why it's, it's different than, than any others. I mean, uh, if it is something which is not necessary, for example, I can cut back my vacations. Even if I, sure. if I, I can cut back my, my luxury dresses, I can cut back a visit on something. I cannot cut back food. And if I cut back food, it's going to impact in my, in my physical system. And, and that's going to have long-term impact in my whole life. So that's 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 the essence of, of this article, actually. Okay, so if we have this situation, and more and more of us are beginning to recognize the fact that it, while it is a short-term crunch and, and tremendous pressure on the cash flow and just trying to make all ends meet, and we'll talk with that our financial advisor about that in the next hour, but in, in terms of, uh, of the, the, the health consequences, I don't think a lot of people are particularly aware of, of, of how cutting back and reducing this and, and that can ultimately change a person's uh, ability to, to develop fully. Right, right. You know, I'm, I'm not a nutrition expert. I mean, I'm an economist. Obviously, I'm mm-hmm. not going to go into the details of the nutritional sure. or health aspect. But what I see, it's, it is being recognized now because of the uh, what I call kind of a superinflation in food prices. But it has been happening slowly over the past decades. If, if you look at even if you look at uh, the article, in fact, going through it, that um, in, in Canada, we spend typically about 10% of our income on food. Mm-hmm. Now, over time, because of the inflation, we are spending over 16%, the graph sure. that I showed in the article. So, this slowly increased. It was actually happening. Like more and more income was going to go to food proportionately. And, and that was because it was progressing slowly. It was not that well recognized. But when all of a sudden in this year, particularly after the pandemic, particularly after this uh, uh, Russia-Ukraine war and all this global situation uh, causing serious uh, increase in food inflation. Now we are recognizing all those things. We are becoming wake up. That's something that we have to do. No. Professor Islam, you talk in your article about, and I'm, again, I'm going to quote here, quote, it's essential to make policymakers and governments aware of this devastating situation so they can take the necessary steps to combat rising food prices. Governments and policymakers must ensure Canadians have access to affordable nutritional food, close quote. So you're, you're basically advocating government intervention in the, well, I guess, the free market of food uh, Sales and consumption. Yes, that's that's very true. I'm that's true. I'm certainly um, advocating that government should do something, policymakers should do something. But again, that's not the only thing. 
I'm actually advocating for a coordinated effort from all the stakeholders. Right. But government certainly do something. In, even individual as consumers, when we purchase food, we should try strategic purchasing as much as possible so that we can actually minimize to the extent. I mean, this inflation is in fact not demand driven. It is it is indeed supply driven. It is because of the of the supply chain. And and food is a pretty long supply chain from the farm to the table. It's, it does not come all on a sudden. There are many, many intermediary steps. Mm-hmm. So because because it's a supply driven system, each and everybody who is involved in the supply chain system, they have some opportunity to contribute. You see that there are other articles they're reporting that all those grocery chains are making huge amount of profits. Sure, yeah. Um, the car gales are, are, are uh, making three more different billionaires over the pandemics. I mean, there are all sorts of things. There are also terminologies that you will find in the literature. They call it greed inflation or greedflation rather than inflation because it's mm-hmm. happening because of people's greed. I mean, what my... my um, comes is or the way that I am coming from, that all these stakeholders, consumers, supply chain involved businesses, and the governments and policymakers, we all need a coordinated effort to uh, combat this devastating situation. Indeed, Professor Islam, I'm almost out of time, but I do. I would like to pursue your government intervention uh, just to, for the few seconds I have remaining. What, in a practical way, in in a short-term practical way, could any government do in this food crisis situation, dealing with the realities, the current realities of inflation? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are a couple of things. In fact, our governments have already doing it here in Alberta and in the federal government. I'm not aware about the British Columbia government, but I'm aware of the Alberta government. The government is giving some um, kind of financial assistance to the poor people. I actually suggested in the article that those who are fixed income people, there has there are certain government assistances, and those things are to be indexed with the food inflation. You know, that's what I'm suggesting. So that whenever food price goes up, their payment automatically goes up. So there are certain things that we need to think about in the mechanism itself so that it becomes systemic instead of months at a time, you know. Indeed, it's a it's a fascinating article. I commend it to my yes. listeners this morning, Professor Islam. The, the it's entitled "High Food Prices Could Have Negative Long Term Health Effects on Canadians." It can be found at theconversation.com. Its author is Professor Shahidul Islam from McEwen University in Alberta. Shahidul, thanks very much for joining us this weekend. It's a pleasure to have you and a very stimulating article. Thank you very much for having me.